Welcome into the Hustle Podcast, Simulcast Live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. I am Drew Martin, joined by Adam Trigger at Top Flight SI and Chris Thurston on Twitter at CTBet16. Guys, we are presented by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva coming to a store near you. Also, you can get Viva on their website, guys, www.vivatequilaseltzer.com. And a special promo code if you order online, type in promo code HUSTLE. That's very easy, guys. The name of the show, just hustle, and you get 10% off at checkout. It can ship to any of the 50 states. Not sure about Puerto Rico or the Caribbean. Maybe that's coming as well. But any of the 50 states, we got you covered with Viva Tequila Seltzer. Also, make sure to check out the Hustle uh, store, the merch store, and the link is on the Twitter. But without further ado, guys, we got to get into the show. Chris Thurston doing some hula. On Twitter at ctpet 16 Welcome in, buddy. How you feeling? Drew Martin Betts, I owed everybody a little hula because I haven't really celebrated yet. I was too tired on Sunday, Drew Martin Betts. What a fucking week CT had. <laughs> Smashed the fucking doors in on pretty much everyone, Drew Martin Betts. So I'm going to do another hula right here. Hula number two to make up for everything. We're going to get to the recap. Trig's going to recap it. But last week was unbelievable. We rang in the new year pretty well, Drew Martin Betts and Adam Trigger. I got a funny story for you guys, right? So on Sunday night, you know, we all bet through. We have many accounts, right? So have a couple of guy, local guys, you know. I got a text from one of my local guys on Sunday night, and he said, uh, CT, um, I'm sorry to tell you this, but on Monday, we're going to have to close the doors on you. You're too scary. That's what he said, Drew Martin. Too <laughs> scary. So I had a couple cocktails, you know. So what do I say? I was watching John Wick with my wife, with Mrs. Bear. John Wick, one of the best movies ever made. And the segment that we just saw of the video was when the, I forget his name, the number one villain calls John Wick the boogeyman, Baba Yaga. Okay, Drew Martin Betts, so want to know what I responded? I said, that's right. That's right. I am scary. I'm the boogeyman, Baba Yaga. Never heard from him ever again. He just shut everything off. He paid me the next morning. From now on, I'm telling everybody I'm the fucking boogeyman. <laughs> love it, CT Betts. Boogeyman CT, hula CT. It all works, man, and I love the enthusiasm. I'm trying to fight off a cold here, man, feeling kind of down. And Chris Thurston bringing it up. That's a tough follow, Trig. It really is. But Adam Trigger, without further ado, welcome to the show, buddy. Oh, thanks, Drew. Yeah, I'm not going to try to follow that in, in terms of, I mean, that's the, that that's amazing. But um, yeah, no, I had a good weekend too. I, I went nine and three in the bowls. So like the bowl season was good. I'm finally starting to hit college hoop plays after like being like stuck in this like break even, you know, just struggling to stay 50% for the first two months of the year. I'm starting to get hot in college hoops. So yeah, it was a good week. And uh, we did, I'll get into it in the recap. Uh, yeah, CT absolutely smashed. I, I see that here. Um, but we all did pretty good. Uh, the best bets swept 4-0. I know we kind of needed one of those. And uh, a lot of our big game stuff hit. So, yeah, it was a, it was a solid week for sure. Absolutely. And guys, welcome in on the uh, the chat box on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. We are simulcast live each and every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. 
Also going live uh, Saturdays at 11 a.m. And actually a special movement here to 10.30 a.m. this upcoming Saturday. So stay tuned for that. That's college basketball focused on Saturdays. Uh, Wednesday night show is college basketball, also college football, NFL, and really whatever else is uh, top of mind Wednesday nights. But uh, yeah, thanks to the chat box, everybody joining us live. We got Proud Babylonian. We got Kyle in the house. Uh, all you guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining Keith as well, saying extra hula today. We will get to that. Some more hula, most likely. We also got a guest here, Joe Ostrowski. Is that how we say it, CT Bets, or should yeah, I just call him Ostrowski. Joe? Okay. Yep, okay. I, I'm pretty sure that's uh, the correct way to, to say it. Okay, so yeah, Joe's joining us. And then Ariel Epstein stepping in for Kelly in Vegas as she's making her way back from the Money Shots Bowl. Kansas State's win over LSU and Megan making money. But uh, guys, we got a trig recap segment here. Transparency is key. We always like to say when we win and when we lose, it's an important part of this business. Learn from your mistakes. So uh, Trig, take it away, man, with the recap. Yeah. So first, CT asked me earlier, actually, he told me earlier that I have two gears, slow and reverse. Um, I really just been really busy today and I completely forgot to figure out who won the Viva contest. So do not worry. I will be doing that later tonight and I will tweet that out and I'll make sure I literally just thought you had like a, a thing of vodka right there. I did not, I looked at that quick and I'm just like, wow, like he's just, he's going that hard. But um, yeah, I will figure out who won Saturday night's uh, contest with the, the side in total. I will tweet that out. I will tag you. We will get your information and we will get you out some Viva. Uh, but I did, I did do the breakdown and yeah, we had a great week last week. Every all around, pretty much. Um, big game breakdowns. We had we had a bunch of them, and I think the only one. So like Drew, I'll bring this up first. You and I took a tough loss on a, a on a bad number with Arizona State. Uh, I'd like to think some some people want. Like personally, I actually ended up winning because all of a sudden, before I like actually went to bet it, it was seven and a half. I think it went off eight and a half. So I hope some people won with Arizona State, but for just for purposes of recapping the the last show, the last show we had Arizona State plus six. That's a, that was a loser, uh, and then I, I touched on the two um, national uh, the national championship semifinals, uh, and Cincinnati lost. Otherwise, I hit with Georgia. Drew Martin Betts hit with Auburn College Hoop, and then CT Betts just smashed everything. Baylor winner, Cardinals plus five and a half winner. And then later in the show, he's just thrown bonus big game breakdowns in there. And he has the Steelers, gets a great number, and they won as well. Uh, so big game breakdowns did extremely, extremely well. Uh, Kelly Sharp card split three and three. Uh, Wally's corner basically a wash at four and five. Uh, but still, both of those areas have been so strong all year. So, you know, we can we can live with um, with a break even on, on those. Uh, the Sharp College hoop we gave out was a, was pretty much a wash. Uh, VMI won. Western Michigan lost. St. Francis pushed. Uh, but best bets last week, 4-0. Uh, Kelly and I both had the Cardinals as our best bet. CT Betts had the Georgia Bulldogs. Drew Martin bets with Oklahoma, and I think they all won by a million. So all, all four of those games just completely smashed. Cardinals winning outright. Georgia by a ton. Oklahoma by 100, basically. Although... I guess Oregon scored in garbage time, but yeah, awesome week. And like I said, I will get the Diva contest tallied up, and we'll we'll tweet that out later tonight. Okay, so yeah, guys, uh, follow Hustle on uh, on Twitter at 
uh, Hustle Show pod, and we'll let you know who won that. We'll also do uh, more contests, giving out Viva Tequila Seltzer merchandise as well. So it's it's definitely a good follow, and watching the show on Wednesdays and Saturdays will help you out as well. We got big game breakdown. We'll get to the guests. We got Ariel Epstein. Uh, we got Wally's Corner coming in as well. Pat Wall from Las Vegas, I believe. I don't know. We'll get an update on him and uh, best bets at the end. But first up here, guys, big game breakdown. I'm going to the national championship real quick. Georgia and Alabama. I think the wrong team's favored. I'd sprinkle a little bit here on Alabama and take the plus three guys. Um, Kirby Smart 0-4 against Nick Saban. Of course, the national championship 10 days after the semifinal game. So you get the extra preparation time. Um, temperatures, this is an interesting note. The low on Friday in Indianapolis is only supposed to be seven degrees. And with the majority of these two rosters from the states of Alabama, Georgia, and likely Florida, um, that's really cold. And of course, it being in Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, controlled climate, but still in the preparation, you know, just being in the town, I thought that that was kind of interesting. But overall, guys, I think Bryce Young, you get the better quarterback, the better coach, and Bryce Young throwing for 420 yards last time these two played. Um, I would take his prop over the 313 pass yards of FanDuel Sportsbook. Also to score a touchdown, plus 410. Uh, the quarterback running, he's running more in the back half of the season. He ran for a touchdown last time against Georgia. So at plus 410, I like that. But uh, for big game breakdown, I like the Alabama Crimson Tide. And by the way, guys, this is coming from an Auburn graduate. So it pains me to say that. But money is money. I'm on Alabama plus three. That's the big game breakdown. CT bets. Where are you going for your big game breakdown? So I'm going to the NFL, Drew Martin bets. And week 18, so full disclosure for everybody, has not been the best week for CT in his lifetime career in the NFL. It's obviously a very tough week. You don't know who's going to show up. You don't know who's going to want to win. Obviously, there's there's a couple playoff implications that big time games and there's, there's a lot of games that mean absolutely nothing. So it's a very difficult week, but I do have an NFL game that I strongly agree with that I like very much. So, and I'm going back to the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. I gave the, the Ravens out last week on TV on NBC sports, NBC, NBC sports, Boston got the easy cash, pretty much dominated the whole game versus the Rams really deserved to win that game. Um, John Harbaugh has this team, you know, they're still playing their hearts out and I like them versus the Steelers minus five and a half on Sunday. We saw on Monday night, big Ben kind of had his swan song, right? His last game ever in Pittsburgh, uh, was a very emotional game, um, for the fans, for Ben, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Steelers are mathematically, I guess, still eligible for the playoffs, they would need to win to beat – they would need to beat the Ravens, and they would also need the Colts to lose to the Jags. Um, the Jags are 15-and-a-half, 16-point favorites. Um, so, Drew Martin Betts, do you know what that means? A.K.A. Big Ben and Mike Tomlin will be watching Wild Card Weekend just like all of us. They will not be in the playoffs. John Harbaugh. Uh, on the other side of things, coming off five straight losses, obviously, with the Ravens. They've grinded games out. They've been very ballsy. He's tried to win games uh, by going for two. They're on a five-game losing streak, uh, Drew Martin Betts. They've ne John Harbaugh has never, ever in his career lost six straight, and I expect them 
to come out on Sunday and want to end that streak and kind of take it into the into next year. I think the Ravens are going to be, be a very good football team next year when they're back healthy. They battled a lot of COVID issues, um, a lot of injuries. They're down seven quarterbacks um, yeah. right now. Um, but I like them to get it done on Sunday. Ravens play on minus five and a half. Lay it at home. I like it, CT bets. I mean, the, the the fade Steelers side of it, Big Ben's kind of swung song last week. I, I like where you're going with that. What about the 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 Ravens quarterback situation, though? It seems to be always in flux, man. Is, is that so, worrying you? So I've I've talked about this week in and week out when I've given out the Ravens. Surprising, I've been on the Ravens the past like three, four weeks. I've done pretty well with them. They've been they've been covering. Um, I, I've said this, Tyler Huntley is not that much of a drop-off between no. Lamar Jackson. He's good. He's unbelievable. We talked about this, Drew. When he was at Utah, he was yeah. an absolute stud. He's finally gotten a chance to, to play this year because Lamar's been out, and he's been unbelievable. There's yeah. not a big drop-off. Drop Ariel Epstein, the queen, who will be on later, she yeah, said well, it best great. to me. She goes, they're pretty much the same player. And want to know what? They really are. If you yeah. Gambling-wise and numbers-wise, it's not a big drop-off. So – it doesn't scare me at all. I think Lamar is iffy. He might play, but I'm I handicap this game with Tyler Huntley playing. I'm good with either one, Drew Martin Betts. Non-issue here. Okay. I like it, CT Betts. Good breakdown, man. We got uh Brent in the chat box saying it's a dome, Drew. Talking about seven degrees uh for the low for the national championship. Yeah, I I, I know that, Brent, but just to clear it up, I just meant it as uh, you know, the travel situation. Um, but yeah, controlled climate in the dome not going to likely affect the uh the gameplay so uh yeah if there was a uh a miscommunication there on my part my bad brent but uh trig where are you going for uh for, for best bet or for big game breakdown excuse me well we're going my my big game breakdown goes off in 15 minutes so i'm going to give you a, guys a second to open those betting accounts right now right. but for, i want to say a couple things i think the only time the ravens haven't covered in like the last month was when they they ended up with josh johnson at quarterback like randomly, and the line moved a ton. Second, I just want to say that I still can't believe that I saw CT Betts on network television over the weekend. And yeah, he actually did it. He actually did an incredible job. So even though I like to bust his balls all the time, I wanted to say I thought he, he did a, a great job on NBC Sports Boston. Without further ado, I'm giving. I have two plays at Wager Talk today. They're both college hoop plays. I'm giving them both out right here on the hustle. The first one goes in 15 minutes. So. Fire up those betting accounts. I'm on the DePaul Blue Demons. They're getting five points. Listen, DePaul, they were an extremely sharp side over the weekend when they played Providence. And that game was a it was just a disaster. Like they got down, they 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 dug themselves a 15-point hole early. And Providence is just not a team that you can go in the hole 15 points against because they're they're very good defensively. They play half-court defense. You can't do it. So I'm not surprised that DePaul couldn't come back in that game. However, tonight, now they're undervalued against the St. John's team that has been on a, a pretty long COVID pause. And the difference between St. John's and Providence, DePaul's going to be able to run in this game where they couldn't against Providence. It's a much better matchup for DePaul. This line is, is, is off. Like, it's just, it shouldn't be five. It should be, it should be less. These two teams are even on you can give a little bit of a of a you know a point or two for St. John's being at home, but five, way too many. I actually think DePaul 
bounces back here and wins this one outright. But I'm going to take the five points, the Paul Blue Demons, tips in 15 minutes, fire up those betting accounts. Let's go. Yeah, plus five and a half at a lot of places I'm seeing Trig. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Adam Trig DePaul going with uh, DePaul, man. I like it. Good stuff, guys. And that's the uh, the happy hour special, the 6.30. I've kind of gravitated towards these, the 6 and the 6.30, Trig. You, you know why college basketball is doing this? Is this like a normal thing? Yeah, I think so. They've actually been doing it for a while. I think it allows them, some of the bigger networks, to go 6, 8, 10. So, like... If they can, if it gets them like another national TV game. So you'll see like Fox Sports 1 will do it and they'll go like, because they show West Coast games, except now the entire West Coast apparently is is pausing for COVID all simultaneously. I'm not really sure why, but, um, you know, like normally they go like on Wednesday when there's a ton of games, they'll go six. So then they can go because college basketball games are roughly two hours. So they'll go six. So they can do an eight and then a 10. And then the networks that don't cover the West Coast games typically go seven and nine. That, that's why they do it. But I, I like it. It gets us more television televised games. I actually missed last year during COVID when it would like every day, it seemed like we have a, had a five o'clock game, yeah. an afternoon game. I, I missed that. I wish I wish that was still more a thing where we had games all day, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the six o'clock start. Oh, absolutely, Trig. I, I'm a big fan of that. I, I I think college basketball. I think I think Major League Baseball should do that. Meaning, like Monday through Friday, one of the games on the slate should start at like five, five thirty. So you have like a happy hour special after work. You know, obviously, a lot of people would bet on it, kind of take advantage of of the legal betting kind of growing yeah. right now. I think that'd be a smart marketing move by a lot of these uh, sports leagues. But guys, uh, we do have. Um, our guest, uh, Joe Ostrowski, uh, ready to rock. And, nice. and like always, guest line brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva Tequila Seltzer, a refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Viva, a perfect drink for your post or pregame celebrations. It was created with the active lifestyle in mind. And that brings us to at BetQL Daily and at 7 670 the score joe ostrowski welcome in joe how you feeling what's up drew you you guys uh you got it right glad to be on the hustle crew this uh afternoon evening whatever we are uh get the invite on the worst week to ever bet the nfl <laughs> i i still uh, chris i heard your story and i have those same nightmares every year whether it's week 17 week 18 the first year i did the super contest i'm cashing all year all year. And what do I do? It's all this news. You just end up overthinking it and it just steers you in the wrong direction. You go off of your process that you've been following all season long because we all overreact. It's just just how we're wired a little bit. You, you try not to do that, but when you see backup quarterbacks out there, it's hard not to. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and then I, it bounced me out. Like, I was looking at a five-figure day. It bounced me out of the casting of the Super Contest. So, uh, I, I always have nightmares about this last week. Oh, wow. And actually, week 18, isn't this the first year of it? Um, yep. Yeah. It's inaugural week 18. So, so are, Joe, are, I guess, are you comparing it to, like, week 17s in the past? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm completely thrown off. Like we already had New Year's. Right. We're we're just oh, getting yeah. over the hangover at this point and the regular season is still going on. I'm like, come on, come on, let's go. I, I didn't realize like the rhythm of a football season, how much I'm used to it. That once we get past New Year's, we've got to get to the playoffs already. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, the time frame right now around Christmas, New Year's, I don't think anybody knows what week it is. The last week <laughs> yes. in the NFL. But um, Joe, to, to, to some of the watchers out there, Wager Talk YouTube, uh, wherever you're downloading your podcast at The Hustle Podcast, um, can you give us a little bit of your background? Like uh, how, how long ago you got into radio? How long ago uh, you started sports betting? A little bit about yourself, man. Sure. Sports radio is uh, the only job I've had. I started interning really? at 670 The Score. Yeah, when I was in college. And I'm still there. I never left. I'm working under the same company, but I've transitioned more to sports betting coverage on the BetQL network. So I've got a daily show there from 9 a.m. to noon every single day. We're in like 20 markets now. Uh, we just we just uh, joined Boston recently. So uh, going all, all over the place with Odyssey. That's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I was a kid running pools. I think all of us were like strip cards, square pools. And we all got the itch from probably someone we know closely, uncle, father, cousin, somebody in our family, the D-Gen. Uh, that, that's where I got it. And, you know, I'm old. I still remember. But kind of the moment it happened, it was that in the <laughs> 90s, that first Cowboys Super Bowl. And my dad was going to a Calcutta auction. I'm like, Dad, it's Cowboys year. Everybody's going to overspend on the Niners. You've got to go Cowboys. I hit like everything at that Super Bowl party. So that's kind of what I got the itch. It's like when you go to Vegas the first time and you win, you're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I'm in. And uh, like five, six years ago, I did the Chicken Dinner podcast with our friend Sam Panionovich. We started that. Believe it or not, I actually had to convince him to do it. Like he wanted no part of it. I'm like, come on, dude. Look what's happening. We're going to have legalization soon. We've got to get in from the ground floor, ground floor, convince him to do that. So uh, ever since it's been all sports betting, we get paid to do this, friends. Yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> I, I don't know many people that their first job was actually in this and then you awesome. you stuck with it. That's really cool, Joe. Um, I, I believe you're in Chicago right now. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I live okay. in the Burbs now, but Chicago area. All right. Nice. Um, what's your opinion on uh, Coach Nagy and uh, maybe the, the Bears this weekend? What against the Vikes? Man, yeah. Um, great week to have me on to preview the Bears game. It's one of the three <laughs> games that nobody gives a crap about. Uh, the opinion is nobody gives a damn about this game. Like you wouldn't think that maybe from the outside. Nobody cares. The announcement happens this afternoon. Hey, Justin Fields is starting. Whatever. Is Nagy fired yet? Is Ryan Pace, the general manager, fired yet? That, that's all anybody cares about. And it's the same situation for both sides, which I find pretty interesting. The Vikings are expected to fire Zimmer right after this game uh, is a wrap. We saw some line movement today. It uh, jumped up a point after it was announced that Kirk Cousins was going to come back, coming off the COVID list. The Justin Fields <laughs> announcement did Nothing to the board spread as expected. I mean, the, the books view the three Bears quarterbacks as the same. Whatever. Dalton, Foles, Fields, doesn't matter. All the same guy. Uh, I will say, though, with the Bears roster, I know the schedule has turned here at the end for them. So it's going to look a little bit better for Nagy's resume, the regular season record. But th they are fighting. They're winning games. And they're missing a lot of their best players, like Khalil Mack and, and some guys on the O-line. And uh, we've seen the Vikings. They lost their last couple. Uh, that was brutal watching Sean Mannion. Uh, for the first time this year, they, they didn't finish in a one-score game. But you're giving me three and a half points. This Bears roster is still playing hard. They know uh, they're putting tape out there for all the other teams, whether it's in Chicago or elsewhere. I'm not sure how Cousins is going to look. We've seen a lot of athletes last couple of years really struggle after COVID. So maybe that happens with Cousins a little bit. 
Um, under Nagy, we've seen this before. Bears finishing the season in Minnesota. 2018, they had nothing to play for. They still beat the Vikings outright. Uh, 2019, they won up there. So same deal again. You're giving me over a field goal. Uh, I'll take the points if you want to dare bet on this game with not much motivation on either side. One of those gun-to-head, uh, take-the-dog situations. Yeah. All yeah. right. CT Vets, man. Take it away. Yeah, Joe, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We're You and I are going to dive into another game in a second, but I wanted to first kind of ask you about and touch upon something that uh, is being talked about just before we have hopped on. Um, pardon the interruption was talking about it. A Chicago yeah. sports writer who you knew, know very well, Hub Arkish, said yesterday, I believe on your show, or a couple days ago, you could, you could tell me when, and mm-hmm. I'm going to quote, uh, he said, <laughs> I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team organization and your fan base the way he did and be MVP MVP. And he is talking about Aaron Rodgers of the green Bay Packers. Um, It's being talked about a lot right now and you know him very well. It was on your station. I wanted to get your, your take on what you thought about the comments. And if you agree on it, I don't agree. I fully think that Aaron Rodgers deserves to be the MVP right now of the NFL. Sure. It was funny. Yesterday, I was actually on our afternoon show. And then right after I got off, then they bring Hub Arkish on and the world went crazy. Like they all just went wild. Reasonable minds can disagree. I like Hub. Uh, sure. You know, I've produced his shows, stuff like that. The guy knows what he's talking about. If, yep. if uh, you grew up and read Pro Football Weekly, he published that. Uh, he's done sidelines for Westwood one. He's in the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers pretended like he didn't know him, even though they've spoken on the sideline during games, like this audio of it. He knows who he is. He's just playing that game. He's trying to downplay his career. Um, Yeah. I also disagree with hubs opinion, but with that said, when I saw this week or even late last week, minus 400 minus 500 for Aaron Rodgers, I wasn't buying it. Like there's a bet to be made, even though, I believe Aaron Rodgers is the best player, and he should be the MVP. But, this, Chris, this is part of the handicap that I've been wondering all year long. Two months ago, Rodgers joked about it with Pat McAfee that there's no way I'm ever going to win another MVP again because of how he handled this situation, and people were pissed. I mean, Florio was writing about it every hour uh, for pro football talk. I mean, there were a lot of people that feel that way. I heard Boomer Esiason the other day on his show. He's like, I've got an MVP vote. And I'm stuck. No games have been played since then. And that's Boomer Esiason. He was stuck. And the case you could make is, if Rodgers doesn't play this week, he's going to miss now two games. Right. And Brady, if if you look at the compiling stats, he's going to have over 5,000 passing yards. And probably, if Brady plays 13, 1,400 more yards than Rodgers, br- br- you know, Rodgers is the best player. He's the most valuable to his team. I get all that, but I think the door is cracked. And if the Bucs win, Rams lose, the Bucs could be the two seed. Now, if you're splitting hairs, I think voters would go with Brady. So I bet Brady last week at eight to one, but the backlash has been so extreme that I think that ticket's dead. I think it's dead and they're going to give it to Rodgers. I'm with you. I, I kind of agree. I think it's uh, and I like that though. I don't mind that that Brady. It we got it at eight to one, eight to, eight to one Sunday right before the games, and then he then he threw for four hundred to a bunch of bums. Right, 
you just said it best too. There's still a bet to be made. And that's uh, <laughs> something that uh, should be pointed out because obviously uh, we're not going to be on these podcasts and on these shows telling you to lay four, four to five, the one, uh, you know, favorites. That's just uh, absurd, but that's uh that's interesting stuff on Rogers there. Thank you for your opinion on that. Joe want to dive into one more game that actually really matters, which mm-hmm. is Sunday night football. And that is the Chargers at Raiders. The Chargers are actually a road fave. Going to lay three. The Chargers are laying three in Las Vegas. Pretty much you win, you're in the playoffs, you lose, you go home. There's some other crazy stuff that could happen. But obviously the Jags probably not going to beat the Colts. Wanted to see if you had an opinion on this one, Joe. Yeah, um, of course the Chargers are road favorites because people love, love, love to bet on the L.A. Chargers, man. They just can't get enough of it. I understand Herbert's enticing. People like Staley as well. A lot of talent on the defense, but, man, they just disappoint you time and time again. Every time you start to believe in this team, it doesn't even matter who the head coach is. They just disappoint. And you've got to give full marks to the Raiders. They're finding ways to win. They're not scoring points. Uh, They're on this three-game winning streak, and they're averaging 18 points per game, but they're finding ways to get it done. Uh, Unfortunately for them, things really have turned without rugs. Like, they're missing that deep threat a lot. Now, for Raiders fans, I'm sure they were happy to see that Waller was back to practice. So you would think by the time we get to Sunday night, everything on the line, that Waller's going to be on the field. He's a big-time difference maker for them. And, you know, this Chargers defense, you give up 41 to Houston. Uh, 27 to New England, 28 to Denver earlier this year. We know they can't stop the run at all. It's just, and and you're giving me three points. I'm the home dog. Nobody's betting on me. As long as it's still three, I'm going to jump on the Raiders in this spot. I like it. All right, that's going to be a good one to end the week 18 too. Uh, that that game means a lot to both teams. Um, maybe like a a win injure into the playoffs. But um, hey, great segment here, Joe. Really appreciate you joining us. If uh. If you could give us any final thoughts, man, anything kind of on your mind, sports betting, life, it all works. And uh, if you have a best bet for the listeners, we'd appreciate it. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew you guys were going to ask for a best bet. And I was all set this morning <laughs> when I was talking about it on my show. And then what do I see? A nine point move. Yeah. Like, really? A nine point move? <laughs> what, why were the Bengals even favored? I have no idea why they were three point favorites, but all that shifted. Uh, they're not going to play their guys. No. Zach Taylor should be fired if they play Burrow, if they play Chase. Maybe Chase is out there for a minute because I think he's 11, 12 yards away from setting the franchise record, beating Ocho Cinco for, um, for the Bengals receiving yards in the season. But I was all set for the Browns plus three. I'm not going to give you uh, Browns minus six. There's no way I can do that. Uh, we've moved back a little bit with the Niners-Rams game. We're getting five points with the coach that has dominated McVay. Last three years, 5-0 and straight up. Jimmy G did return to practice. It was a light practice today, so we'll get more information later on in the week. I'm holding out hope that Jimmy G is going to play. But for the pur- purpose of today, both teams playing for something. A little surprised this wasn't the game. Uh, but the Niners, they're in if they win. And then the Rams, they need to win to win the West, which would obviously help their position there. So this will be a fun matchup. But you're giving me five. I'm going to take San Francisco. I know that was the move earlier in the week, and uh, it came back a little bit. So I'm going to jump on it right now at uh, Niners plus five. All right, Niners plus five, best bet. Huge shout-out to Joe Ostrowski. Guys, 
Uh, check them out at BetQL Daily at 670 the score. Anywhere else people can find you, Joe? Uh, just check me out on uh, Twitter. I post the links every day there. I've got um, what I've got a show six days a week. Uh, yeah, during the week, I've got BetQL Daily, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And then on Saturday mornings on the score in Chicago, uh, early odds, another sports betting show there. Nice. Cool. Well, huge shout out to Joe. Guys, give him a follow on Twitter. You see it right there on the screen at Joe Oskrowski and uh, both at BetQL Daily and at 670 The Score. So huge shout out to him. Thanks, Joe, for the time. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Best Joe. of luck, man. Thanks, Joe. I like that Niners plus five, yeah. by the way. I, I'm, just, I, just I, I, I do too. Uh, Niners. Yeah. Niners look to be the side. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like leaning that. Niners uh, as well before the show, but um, that, that was a nice little breakdown there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he knew he knows his stuff. And speaking of uh, another person that knows her stuff, the prop queen at Ariel Epstein on Twitter. We're going to I wouldn't even say it's our guest line anymore. Ariel's nah. like a part of the show. She's now. a part of the she's show. She's a friend. She's a friend of the show. Yeah. 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 Presented by Viva Tequila Seltzer. We flavored our tequila seltzer because flavor is the spice of life, and we like our drinks with a kick. Just as we like to live our lives, somebody likes the yes. Love it. There it is. If you're listening via podcast, she's got her Viva in hand, giving us a cheers at Ariel Epstein on Twitter. Welcome in, Prop Queen. Hey, guys. Yeah, last time I was on this, uh, CT Bets did not get me a box of Viva in time. So now I've got it. And I've had to save it for the show because I knew at some point you'd ask me to come on. Kelly travels too much. (laughs) (laughs) Which is your favorite uh, flavor? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Right now I have the elderberry because it's purple. So let's just go with that for now because uh, there's probably one more Purple Friday left for us Ravens fans, and I'm just going to embrace it. And and speaking of your Ravens, Ariel, CT and I were just talking about this. Tyler Huntley, he's been a beast back there taking snaps. His rushing props, as you got me on to, have been money. Uh, What are we thinking with the Ravens this week? I'm hoping it's Huntley. Huntley's the better bet for the Ravens this week. Do not hurt Lamar Jackson. There's no quarterback controversy. The controversy is if the Ravens can pay Huntley enough to stay as the backup. There's not many people that you could have backup Lamar Jackson without having to change your offense if he can't play. Huntley Mm -hmm. is the perfect replacement for Lamar Jackson if he's hurt, if he gets COVID, etc. I love Huntley, and I don't mind anyone who wants to take the Ravens this week because they're at home. They still have a playoff chance if they get the win. And it's similar to what I saw with Derek Jeter when he ended up walking off at Yankee Stadium for his last game in front of his home crowd. I think he had one hit in three games at Fenway Park when he closed out his career. I could see the same thing happening with Big Ben, going to his old rivals stadium, the last game against his rivals, and... He's just coming off one of those emotional wins at Heinz Field where he not only won, he got to take a knee. So in honor of the uh, purple Viva Tequila Seltzer, maybe a purple Sunday as well with the Ravens. Ariel, I heard that um, you have a, a first half bet that you like and maybe a teaser angle this weekend in the NFL. What do you got? Well, first, it's a second half bet. It's more betting the Lions at halftime. The Green Bay Packers are going to play their starters in the first half. This is going to be a similar preseason game four type game where you see the starters start and then they come out at halftime. I understand where the Packers head coach Matt LaFleur is going here. If they have, well, they do have the first round by, so now they potentially would have three weeks off to their starters. And no head coach wants to go into a divisional playoff game with three weeks off. You've got to get your team ready like it's a normal game week this week. You have to let your team go out there on the field as if it's a normal game. 
and then you bench them at halftime and you let the start the starters sit. So now you're going to have the Lions potentially down by maybe a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns, depending how much Green Bay cares to even throw the ball around. And then you could get the Lions at a better number than they're even at. I mean, come on, if this is a real game, are the Packers really only laying two and a half, three on the road? No, this is a no. normal game. The Packers are laying six points on the road six and a half yeah the lions are terrible but they're actually really good at covering spreads at home above 500 covering a spread at home so i'm gonna see if i can jump on them at the live line somewhere in the second quarter or halftime then the teaser that i love i love the 49ers teaser get them at plus 10 and a half if you have a four and a half right now and then go and grab the arizona cardinals at minus a half a point minus 120 on a two-team teaser both these teams need the wins the 49ers are going to keep this game within 10 points because they have to win to get into the playoffs. The Cardinals have to win to have a shot at the division. And the Seattle Seahawks have nothing to play for except an incentive I'll give you guys for a contract incentive. But otherwise, the Seahawks have really no reason to win this game. The Cardinals just have to win. So give me the Cardinals and give me the 49ers in a two-team NFC West teaser. Little teaser play from the, from the prop queen. All right. CT, what do you got, man? Yeah, Queen, you so you just brought up what I was going to ask you about because you, you texted me a few days ago, and I found this very interesting. You've been doing a lot of research on these NFL players that are very close to hitting uh, and getting paid some big-time money on incentives. So how what research have you done on that, and how is that going to affect the games this weekend? Are these players going to want to play? Are they going to care? Are they trying to hit these? Uh, you brought up some great points and uh, was hoping you could share with the Hustle uh, audience. My favorite incentive this weekend is that the Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones needs one more sack to make $1.3 million. He's at nine and he needs 10 to hit the incentive. The Chiefs are up against the Denver Broncos. Come on. They, this is going to happen. So, Chris Jones, go and take his sacks prop because the Broncos stink. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the explanation. And Jones wants 1.3 mil. I mean, CT Betts would go and rip someone's head off to make 1.3 mil if he just had to get a sack. Um, so that's my favorite of the week. Then also, like I mentioned, for the Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, he needs to have a 66% completion rate in order to make, I think it was $250,000. He's currently sitting at 65.2%. I'm going to take the over on his completions, hope that he continues to just try to throw the ball so he can hit that, take as much money as he can from the Seahawks, and then run out of town to his next team. I mean, come on. We all want to do that. Just smoke the money out of a boss we know we're going to leave. So uh, I like that. And then the other one, Stephon Diggs. He's another player that has an incentive. The Buffalo Bills receiver needs six more receptions to make set almost seven hundred thousand dollars. It's a cra- it's like six hundred fifty eight thousand seven something weird like that. I mean agent stuff. So go take the over on Diggs receptions because he needs six receptions. Then there's another uh, defensive player, Hassan Reddick of the Carolina Panthers. This man needed two sacks dating back to last week. He needed two sacks in order to make a mill, and he got COVID last week. So now he still needs two sacks in order to make a mill. Could you imagine no. that you have two weeks left and if you get one sack a week oh. that you're going to be able to make a mill and then you get COVID and now you've got to try for two sacks in the game. The Panthers have nothing to play for. This player, Reddick's going to just try to get his two sacks because at this point, it's just a me game. I mean, let's just play for me when your team can't get into the playoffs. So, yeah, I like that one also. Um, and then potentially Gronk receptions is another one. I think he needs 
seven more receptions in order to hit his uh, incentive as well in his contract. So these are just a bunch of things that if you just go into your research and you look up player contract incentives for week 18, you'll find a bunch of articles and you could find where these players are going to try to go and hit those uh, incentives for extra cash. Ariel, I, I like that Gronk one. I mean, uh, especially because what Brady's the quarterback um, and, and, and their buddies, although he, he might not be playing. Right. That's the hard part with Gronk. You just don't know if they'd rather save him for the playoffs. And then Brady's like, yo, I'll stay healthy and I'll pay you under the rug and I'll yeah. buy you a nice yeah, dinner or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that could Did be you guys cool. see his uh, TikTok, by the way, Gronk? I don't know if you guys really. I, I'm like, I have a, hate, a love hate relationship with TikTok. Gronk goes on the private jet and he's just like standing there dancing. And I have to find it for you guys. It's so funny. He's such a clown. I love him. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that comment just now, by the way, like that's so Chris Jones should just be hitting up the left tackle. Be like, listen, I'll, I'll cut you off like a couple right. hundred grand. Just, yeah. I just need you to lay down one time. <laughs> Actually, that's a, I got a real quick story. Uh, as a teenager, I was at Packers Giants at the old Meadowlands. It was like the last week of the season. And Michael Strahan needed like one sack or something to break some sort of record. I can't remember what it was. They were playing the Packers. And like, so we're, it's like a meaningless game. Like we're sitting there waiting for it, waiting for it. And like, finally, like with two minutes left, like Brett Favre just like laid down, like he got close to him and Favre just like went in the fetal position and, and gave it to him. So yeah. Chris Jones is going to get that. Yeah, these yeah, things just sure. happen. I mean, everyone understands in the last week of the season that these players are trying to hit these incentives for at least $250,000. So go yeah. and do it. I mean, there was even – it was hilarious. I think I wrote this in our uh, – I think I wrote this to some of you guys that it was – Oh, I know. AJ Green, he's another one I left out, by the way. Take his receiving yards. He needs 75 more yards to hit his incentive. Um, but I did have – so last week – and now, whatever, I'm not going to waste time finding it. Last week, AJ Green, so every time that he hits 50, 60, 70, and 80 re uh, receptions on the year, he makes another $250,000. Last week, he needed – like I think he had four receptions or three receptions in the game, four receptions in the game last week, and he hit 50. And that was it. That's all he got. He hit 50. So it's just hilarious that these quarterbacks and these receivers know exactly what their players need in order to hit the incentive. First, absolutely, like 100%. But real, so in this section, Ariel, I always ask uh, Kelly for some sharp, you know, some sharp plays. And I know you are as sharp as they come when it comes to props. Um, so I heard you might have some NBA props. It's one of the sharpest markets out there. Can you share anything with the viewers for tonight? I have four different NBA props. The first one is the over 24 and a half points plus rebounds for Cade Cunningham, the Detroit Pistons guard. He's up against the Charlotte Hornets, who have the worst defense in the NBA and the second worst defense when it comes to rebounds. Now, when he's up against Cunningham, when he's up against the bottom 10 defense, he's gone over 24 and a half points plus rebounds in five of those seven games. He's gone up against the bottom 10 rebounding defense in six games this year, and he's hit this over in five out of the six. So I'm going to take that over. Oh, and one more thing. The Lakers and Kings were the only two teams he's faced this year where they've been bottom 10 in rebounding and points, and he went over the prop in both those games. So give me the over on Cunningham, points plus rebounds. I'm also taking an under for Luka Doncic, 25 and a half points on the leading score for the Mavs. He's up against the Warriors, who have the best defense in the NBA this year, and only two players who are a top 10 scorer have gone over this number against Golden State out of those top 10. 
It was Jason Tatum and Trey Young, 28 and 27 points. Otherwise, the top 10 scorers in the league this year are only averaging 21 points per game against the Warriors. The big thing, too, the Mavericks are without their big man, Chris Tapps Porzingis, who's in health and safety protocol. There's eight games this year where Doncic's played without Porzingis. He's only had 26 or more points in one out of the eight games. I'm taking the under on Doncic scoring. He's the only player that the Warriors have to focus on tonight defensively. Another one, it's the over on the all-star for the Nets, James Harden, 16 and a half rebounds plus assists. With Kyrie Irving returning, the reason this is going to be effect, uh, the reason this affects Harden is because of points. Harden's more of an assist player when it's Kyrie and KD on the floor. If you look back to the numbers last year, Harden's averaging an extra assist per game in the games with KD and Kyrie. So Harden over 16 and a half rebounds plus assists is important because when you look to the Indiana Pacers on a second leg of a back-to-back, they have allowed for so many players to have at least nine rebounds in all of their games on a second leg. Bam Adebayo had 16, Barnes 12, Gobert 11, Valanchunas 13. These are some of the top rebounders in the league, and the Nets don't have a center. However, they have James Harden, who leads the way in rebounding. He's going to dish the ball out more than he's going to shoot it. So go take the over on rebounds plus assists, 16 and a half. I actually saw it at 20 in some books in Vegas. So 16 and a half is a really nice number. Lastly, and I know that Ski Profit, I think, is watching this. So hello to Hakeem. Tyrese Halliburton, we're going with the over. Nine and a half assists, eight and a half if you get it. He's gone over eight and a half assists in 10 of the last 11 games. This man is just straight fire when it comes to dishing out balls. So uh, let's just hope that the Kings can actually finish after the assist because last night, Mr. Halliburton should have had 10 at least. He had nine going into the fourth quarter and then no one could score on his assists after that. So he had zero in the second and fourth quarter and yet Halliburton still had nine assists in the game. That is my NBA rant. Four props tonight. Let's get it. Love it. That's the prop queen. Follow her on Twitter at Ariel Epstein. You bring up Ski Profit here, Ariel. Uh, he he mentions in the chat box as we're going live, simulcast live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel, wherever you're downloading your podcast at, The Hustle Show Podcast. I heard the Bucks were trying to freeze AB out of hit his, hitting his incentives. Not sure if it's true, but oh! messed up if teams really do that. Hmm. Any, any thoughts there on that? And also your, your thoughts on AB overall? That could be that could there could be something to that because there were a lot of AB incentives. If you listen to people on radio for the last week going into week 17, so many people were asking for Antonio Brown's incentives and they were asking for his props so they could match it to his incentives. He was so close to all of them. What I don't understand is apparently the Bucks were asking him to go back in the game and he didn't want to. So maybe he wanted to hit his incentives in the first half or in the first quarter. Who knows? Maybe with AB, he said, I want to hit my incentives now. And Tom Brady <laughs> said, let's wait to the second half. And AB right. said, no, like that's probably where the drama started that AB wanted his money by halftime and they wouldn't give it to him by halftime. So he ran off the field and he went and he went to the Nets game. I mean, like <laughs> that's where you choose to go. The Nets game. I'm convinced him and Kyrie Irving, we're going to have some dinner or something afterwards because the two of them they just deserve each other i love them but uh they're hilarious and they just need help and they are just mental cases and i don't mean it about politics or vaccinations Kyrie irving decided to take a mental health day to go to his sister's birthday party and then he couldn't come back for two weeks like who does that these people are nuts they're crazy but it's it's great for social media and i don't know them they're not my friends so i don't care <laughs> A lot of thoughts there from Ariel Epstein, the prop queen. Check her out at uh, Yahoo Sportsbook. We also got um, Wally's Corner coming up, guys. Pat Wall joining us live. I don't believe from Las Vegas, from maybe Massachusetts, but welcome in, Wally. 
What's going on, guys? Happy Wednesday. Are you in CT's basement? <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 pretty, I pretty much was. Uh, pretty much was for around the the New Year's holiday. It was <laughs> it was great. If you if you haven't been to to CT's house and you can get there to watch a game, it's uh, I don't know if there's a better spot to watch he a game. He built it after the TV I was there. In there. Oh yeah, you got you guys missed that one in July. It's fantastic. You gotta gotta get in there for a game. Wally, uh, how was New Year's Eve? Did you spend it with CT Betts? Did he bash your head in? How did this go? Oh, oh yeah, he sure did. It, it was uh, it was pretty unbelievable. So uh, as we all, I'm sure, have heard at least from CT Betts, uh, he he let me know a few times when I was with him. He was on television, which I'm so proud of him. He did he did a great job. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, in it case was anyone didn't know, in case anyone didn't know, CT Betts was on TV last week. Thank you. Yeah. Which which was awesome, and uh, he was pretty fired up and wanted the hula after. And uh, we were inside the uh, the Omni, which uh, they sell Viva Tequila Seltzer. So if you're in and around the Seaport, that's a that's a great place to get your Viva. And uh, there was this little like side room they had open, and uh, he was like, he, he he had a few Vivas, and uh, he really wanted me to hula with him. So I said, all right, fine. Uh, and, uh, we went in there and did that. And the, the manager went and shut the door. I think about five minutes after CT was yelling like a maniac in there. I had a, I had a couple people, uh, tell me how bad I was at hooling. And, uh, yes, I'm, I, as you can tell, I'm, I'm not a great dancer, but anything for CT bets. I was so proud of him being on TV. It was great. He looks so smart and distinguished too, with that coat on, on TV, CT vets. I like a more hula, more the casual CT, but I like it as well with the jacket and you look smart and distinguished. Um, hey Wally, we are running up against it a little bit time-wise. So we got to get into the Wally's corner, Pat Wall. All right. Uh, so we'll, we'll start off, uh, start off, uh, number 478. You can get under 45 in the Chiefs Bronco at, uh, Circa and DraftKings right now. Uh, this is a trend Kelly's been riding all year from Ralph Michaels. If you're not following on, on Twitter, follow him at CalSportsLV. You'll get some awesome some of the awesome stuff you get on Bet on it. Uh, some of the TNA. He tweets out a lot of great stuff, but division uh, double digit uh, divisional games are 72% of the under this year. I really like the Chiefs Bronco ones. The other ones that fit this system are 458 Colts at Jacksonville under 44 and a half. That's at circa circa bet online of William Hill. Number 460, Jets at Bills, 41.5 under. They have that available at the South Point, William Hill, and Bet Online. Uh, be cautious on that one. The look ahead line at the Westgate on that total was 45. That one's dropped a little bit from there. Uh, but the other ones are pretty close around. Then number 464, Titans at Houston, under 43. That's available pretty much everywhere but uh, Bet Online on the Ways to Talk Odd screen. I think they were 42.5 juice to the over. Um, then we got number 454. Joe had just talked about this game beforehand. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, this is pretty much three and a half everywhere. Now the sharp guys laid two and a half and three here. Um, obviously the show comes out when it comes out. So we're a little late to the party. Uh, the look ahead line here was six. It kind of got head faked down to two and a half. And then it got bought up when Kirk was announced going to be in, uh, it's already, minus four at win bet. And I think that's probably where it's going to close. So I think if you can get in at three and a half, there's probably still some value there. And then we'll go number 479, uh, San Francisco 49ers. There's a plus five that's rogue at DK. Uh, it's pretty much four and a half. Most other places, there's another rogue four at Circa. Um, if you uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, DK uses Penny pretty heavily to weight their lines. So yeah. their four got juiced up and that caused DK to move to five. Five's Five, yeah. pretty rogue. Uh, it's nice when you have an opportunity like this as a better. There's a four out there. There's a five. So there's really no juice. 
uh, that you have to lay in this game, which is awesome. I like the 49ers side. I think you take the 49ers plus five if you're in a state that DraftKings operates in. Uh, if not, there's plenty of 24 and a half available. I think that's still good. And uh, this time I'll save one for, for best bets uh, because of CT. Oh, I like that. I like that, Pat. Well, hey, and to your point about DraftKings, just real quick, a question, because you're on the other side of the counter here. Um, DraftKings will kind of go off market. Is that w- what are they doing with that? Is that like more marketing promotion or is are they just taking an opinion? What are, what what's going on uh, there? Uh, they're they're a little strange. So they're uh, the way their feed providers built. It's it's built into a few different books. And occasionally, if one book goes a little out of market, it forces DraftKings out of market because that's just uh, the algorithm they run for their feed. The lines that they put up are run off of a couple different books. So Penny was uh, around like a, I think it was like four minus like one oh six or something. But it got it got hit a couple times. It got used up to like four minus one nineteen ish. I don't know if it's still there. I'm not looking at the screen right now. But uh, that uh, because they weight heavy uh, Penny pretty heavily in their uh, sort of line aggregator. Uh, that that forced them up to five, so they're they're a little rogue right now, and I, I think the five's a pretty good grab if you can if you can get it. Interesting, that, that's good stuff, Pat. And so they're not even really putting out their own lines; they're just using an algorithm to take other sports books lines and then putting theirs out through that. That that's certainly what it what it appears like. I think DraftKings does do some manual traders. They do have like people that are hired in the trader role, but I know a large part of what they they do is. Uh, is through automation and stuff. So it's like kind of like a line aggregator. And usually you can tell if a, if a couple of books move a certain way, uh, it uh, the line happens to move at DraftKings, which I don't think is by any mistake, that's for sure. Okay, good stuff from Pat Wall, guys. Follow him on Twitter, at Pat underscore Wall. Second underscore as well, which is very important on Twitter. Um, Trig, throwing it over to you, man, up against the time-wise, but college basketball and any uh, Wally's corner recap. Yeah, so... Um, anyway, just real quick, Wally's corner going into this week, 63, 44 and three for 58.9%. That's a, an awesome season so far. Um, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to give out a couple sharp sides of college hoop, like I've been doing in this spot and I'll go right into best bet. So I'll give out a couple sharp sides of college hoop and then give out my best bet, which is also in college basketball. A lot, some of these tip offs soon. So fire up those DraftKings or wherever you bet those accounts. Let's get these in. Uh, first rotation 692. This is from the, the sharp group one, one and one last week. This stuff's been decent since we've been getting it out. So I'm just going to get out a couple sides here. Uh, rotation 692 South Florida. They played it at plus 15 rotation seven, 17. I might've wrote that down wrong, but anyway, it's Wisconsin, Milwaukee. They took it at plus two and they took Bradley plus one, which is rotation. I think 712. God, I can't read my own handwriting, but anyway, those sides are South Florida, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, and Bradley uh, all got hit by the same sharp group. Uh, so do what you will with those. And my best bet, my other uh, best bet for today at Wager Talk, college basketball, uh, I'm on Tulane plus one. They're playing East Carolina. Uh, normally, I don't like to come in and bet a team after they just had two huge wins like Tulane just had against Memphis and Cincinnati. Uh, but I don't think the market is fully – adjusted to how good this Tulane team is. Uh, they're only five and six, but five of those losses are are five points or less. They have a transfer from LSU, Jalen Cook, that is really good, and he's made this team, basically. Uh, he's going for like 19.2 points per game at the moment. East Carolina, another one of those teams coming off a little COVID pause. They might be without some guys tonight. Wrong team favorite, Tulane, Tulane Green Wave, plus one. 
uh, I like them to get it done. All right, getting on the green wave tonight from uh, Trig. I'm going to go with my best bet, guys, because we are up against it time-wise. Temple UCF. I'm wearing the uh, the shirt for a reason. Going off in four minutes, so going to have to hurry here. UCF uh, versus versus Temple. They actually just played a couple weeks ago. UCF uh, beat them by almost 20 points. Now they're back at home in Orlando. Styles make fights. Uh, UCF to defends the three-point line very well. And right here around minus 10, they shoot 78% from the free throw line. So uh, minus 10 in the hook and all the offshores also at Westgate, minus 11 everywhere else. So I'm on UCF minus 10 and a half. Pat Wall on Twitter at Pat underscore Wall underscore um, Wally's Corner aficionado. Pat, where are you going for best bets? All right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look to the national championship game, uh, number 287, Georgia. And we're going to specifically look at one book that has made a huge mistake on this game. So if you're looking to bet Georgia in the national championship game, please do it here. All right. So if you look at the way to talk odds screen and you look at the national championship game, obviously you're flashed the spread in total. If you click on the money line button, you will find one rogue money line. And that is at Caesars William Hill. They still have, they have Georgia three point favorite, but the money line is only minus 135. In college football with the total of 52, which this game is, uh, that money line should be closer to 150. You're already getting value. It's pretty much, uh, there's a couple of rogue, like a little bit over 140s at a couple of the offshore spots, but pretty much everywhere is at 150. It's free value. If Caesars William Hill operates in your States, please pound them and get them off of this number. Uh, that's certainly what I'd be doing. Uh, if I was back in Vegas, the line's wrong. Uh, it's free value. Just take it. Minus 135 Georgia Bulldogs. I'm laying it like CT did last week. And hopefully I'll be doing the hula at the national championship game. You love to see it. Throw it to CT. Oh, real well, quick, if you listen, if you listen to me on the first episode of the hustle, you have eight to one, and you're just chilling because hedging's for gardeners. We're not hedging. George is gonna win, and, and there it is. Go ahead, CT. Yeah, uh, Drew Martin Betts, I love you to death. Um, but yeah, great minds think alike. I haven't heard one person other than my two good friends, Pat Wall and Adam Trigger, that likes Georgia in this game. Everybody keeps saying, I'll take the points with the better coach and the better quarterback. The books are taking a stance. They like Georgia. CT likes Georgia. Walrus likes Georgia. Trigger I like likes Georgia. Georgia. Ariel Epstein, the prop queen, likes Everybody Georgia. likes Georgia. No the way. smart people Everybody. like Georgia. Good Everybody dog. on Bama. Uh, this is Kirby Smart's time. This is Georgia's time. Finally, they, it's been nearly 40 years since they won a national championship, 1980. They should have beat them like four years ago. They, they should have. Stetson should've. Bennett looks pretty good right now. Michigan never had a chance. Wire-to-wire -wire cover, my best bet last week with Georgia. And I'm laying the money line again, minus 135, minus 140. I got minus 140. I'm on the dogs. They'll be barking Monday night. Queen. I'll be doing the move, baby. CT on the dogs. Love it. Ariel. I Ariel, love we it. gotta come to you last. We saved the best for last here. Finish this off. What do what are you what are you thinking for best bets, Ariel? My best bet is Chris Jones is getting a sack this weekend. I mean, come on. This guy is like a monster. He's one of the best defensive players in the league, and he needs one to make a milli. Yeah, he's going to have a sack. If you want one for tonight, though, it's about to tip off in literally a minute. So go take the kid Cunningham over 24 and a half points plus rebounds. 
She's Ariel Epstein. Huge shout out to her. Follow her on Twitter at Ariel Epstein. CT Bets, Adam Trigger, Pat Wall. I am Drew Martin. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Best of luck with your bets. We'll be back on Saturday, 10.30 a.m. Come and join us on the East Coast. Huge shout out to Viva Tequila Seltzer for sponsoring the show. Our flavors pair for perfectly with our intestinal Blanco tequila for subtle and refreshing drinks. Best of luck with your bets, guys. We'll see you on Saturday.